Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Real Talk NYC Real Estate Podcast with John and... Jonathan. Jonathan. Hi, buddy. Hi, bud. Good to see you. Likewise. So today, we're going to be talking about all the steps which a buyer needs to take in order to successfully buy a piece of Manhattan real estate. So let's launch right into the very first step, okay? So finding a broker you can trust. This is not like buying a pair of shoes. It is buying a home, and it is a very, very big purchase. So if you are finding an agent simply by looking up online, okay, without vetting the agent, just simply to find an apartment to take a look at, you've got to dig deeper. You have to find someone that you like and that you trust. And trust is the bigger because you can like an agent that's not necessarily as seasoned, new in the industry, that's not to take away from anybody jumping into the industry, but find someone who is market-knowledged, someone who can maneuver in any kind of market, I would say, as well as someone who is able to negotiate on your behalf and can walk you through the remaining 10 steps of buying the buying the piece of real estate because you 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 must find a trusted advisor someone that would tell you not what you want to hear but what you need to hear and not only in terms of being able to successfully consummate the the transaction but really look at your best interest at heart yeah and i would break the trust into two different categories of trust one is their trustworthiness right. do you just believe that they're telling you what they they think is right and what they have seen in the numbers and two is trusting that they know what they're talking about Absolutely. and that's where the seasoned broker comes in because you know some agents can be very trustworthy but they but they also don't know the ins and outs of our market because it is very complicated which Hopefully people gather from the myriad of podcasts that we've done about the different ins and outs of our market. So uh, definitely the most important step as far as I'm concerned is the broker, which leads to building the team uh, around you with the attorney, with the mortgage broker, et cetera. Correct. Somebody who is hardworking and last but not least, somebody that you can enjoy the process with. Yeah. Well, and it's going to be a, I always tell people it's going to be a process. It's going to take at a minimum 90 days, you're going to be working with this person and you're going to be disclosing a lot of information to them. And, you know, so listen, having, being able to laugh a little bit, being able to enjoy the process as well is is important for most people. Not everybody, but for most people, they want it to be a a fun process as much as it can be because it is very stressful. So step two is determining your budget and then building out the rest of your team, which undoubtedly should be in in conjunction with your real estate agent because we in the industry have a track record working with good people that we know and trust. And frankly, you should trust your agent enough to take a recommendation on an attorney, on a mortgage banker in order to complete your budget outlook. That's the first step is you go to a banker and if you are financing to figure out, okay, well, how much will a bank lend me? And then meld that meld that with, if you're buying in a, if you're looking at co-ops, uh, how much does the co-op say I can I can lend or afford? Again, that lends to it lends to the competency of the real estate broker being able to qualify the buyer. It's like going into Prada for a suit, and the suit is thirty five hundred dollars, and you say, "Well, I have, I have fifteen hundred. 
and they say, well, come back when yes. you have $3,800. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, so you have to be very, very uh, wise. The attorney comes in play because it is a complicated transaction. There's a lot of different due diligence that's done here and important here than what there is anywhere else. So that attorney also is an advisor that's very needed and it can make or break a deal very easily. Um, and also get you, uh, we're going through this right now with a with a clients that are first-time purchasers, and they just have all these questions. And a lot of them, the attorney can offer some general responses to, okay, you don't need to worry about this because of that. And the attorney is the best person to get that from rather than the real estate agent because they're the ones that, that go through this, do their due diligence. I mean, we've talked about it before. I, we rely on an attorney's review of financials as much as we've seen them and we can go through them and we can extrapolate certain pieces. I go to an attorney because that's what they do. Once, once the budget is determined, then a frank conversation in terms of, again, like you said, educating the buyer, whether they are going to be buying in a housing cooperative or a co-op, co-op versus a condominium. There's differences in terms of the prices of condominiums are anywhere between 15 to 25% more. Educating the buyer as to what the difference is, yeah. What And we've talked about in previous podcasts, what, what their budget will allow them to buy, what the restraints are, uh, constraints are with co-ops versus condos. Yeah, it's probably the number one educating factor that they should get figured out sooner rather than later because there are major differences and and major similarities. So in the process it's, itself, et cetera. So that certainly is a, a big step is to determine which is the right fit for you. So step four would be after you have the, and in conjunction with step three of co-op versus condo is determine what your needs and wants are. So I think we both kind of attack this a, a similar way, which is people have their wants, they have their needs. So the needs are the must haves whether that's amenities to the apartment, within the apartment or within the building, location, you know, all of the main things that people think about. And and it, it's an ever-evolving list of things. I would say 80% probably uh, is, is fairly set, but then that other 20% very easily goes or comes. You know, that's something that we always talk to people about is it is an evolving list. And you don't know until you get out there and start looking around. So, But determining that, again, with your real estate agent sitting down to give us as much guidance as possible to figure out, okay, well, where do we go from here? So you alluded to uh, in their wants and in their needs, okay, what they really need versus what they want. And then you stepped on my toes with number five, which is location. But that is a really huge determining factor. Where do they want to be? Now, if they already live in New York City... They've already gotten a sense of where they want to be, whether it's near the children's schools or uh, they are a quote unquote West Sider versus an East Sider. But then you have people who are not as familiar, people coming into Manhattan who want either a primary residence or a pied a terre. And then you have to educate them in terms of based on what they're talking about to where we feel that they might want to pursue the different neighborhoods. We all live on top of each other, but each neighborhood is unique. So kind of, and then giving the, giving the buyer an education in the areas that they want to, they, they're perceived want to be in. And then sometimes we have to switch gears if they say, oh, well now I want to, I want to look at downtown. I'm not happy about downtown. And then being flexible and, and even figure, uh, explaining to people and defining what the delineating uh, what the delineation of each neighborhood is, because sometimes people are just like, oh, I want to be in, you know, the West Village. And you're like, 
okay, but the West Village is, you know, goes to this. These are the borders. Oh, I thought it went a little bit further east or south or whatever. So, you know, it's also edu- that going back to that education piece of where is this particular neighborhood? Because people, it's not uncommon where people blur the lines a little bit and they go a little bit further outside of those borders of the neighborhood itself. So then what, what's the next step? Step six. Well, once you have needs, wants, location, you got your team in place, go see properties. That's the fun part. Go shop around, see what, what, see what you get for your money in those particular locations, which can vary and does many times make people make a shift. Well, let's look at this neighborhood because I think, you know, from what I'm seeing, you can get a little bit more for your money in this neighborhood versus that neighborhood. So it very, very much can steer the ships. And this is a very, very important part of the process for us to be able to see what the heck... Yes, especially a buyer that we've never met before because they don't know us, we don't know them, but you really must listen and empathize with where the buyer's coming from and educate the buyer and and see, oh, they may say, oh, I need a two-bedroom, two-bathroom co-op on this area, blah, blah, blah. And the next thing you know is you're walking into a loft and they say, I love it, I want to buy it. You know, I'm just using that example. So step seven, you find the the apartment that they really want to pursue and then you have to make the offer. So- we have done this for so many years that we know how to properly make an offer. And we have we pride ourselves on being able to work with the buyers to be able to accumulate the necessary information to impart to the, the listing agent. We cannot emphasize this step. This is a very, very important step not to take lightly. So when making an offer, they must have certain uh, certain details in place in order to make the offer. They must have their 10% escrow deposit, but we need to, we'll walk them through yeah. how to make a proper offer. Yeah. And all these steps build on one another. So part of the offer is, oh, I have a team in place that's ready to go. You know, so showing that you've got, you've crossed all your T's, you've dotted all your I's. Financing is in line. Financing attorney, is in line. All you've that got goes your financial line. statement together. Yes. Their tax you know. work. Yes. They're, I want the last two years of tax. I'm militant when it comes to it, right? But that they're going to have to call me for it. If they want to make an offer, they're going to have to call me and I will walk them through my process, just like you will. (laughs) Okay, that's number eight. Oh, no, no, number seven. So number eight is? Hurrah, hurrah, we have an accepted offer, which is only the start of, it's the first baby step because we are all due diligence first before we go to contract. It's a very obviously important step because it means we've gotten buyer and seller to see eye to eye in terms of the deal. Then it goes on to the uh, attorneys and we start the process. Well, we really hand the ball to the attorney, which is, again, why you want that attorney ready to go and have a sense of urgency to get us to contract sign. So contrary to the rest of, it seems, the nation here, all the due diligence is done. And the only contingency that survives the due diligence period is a financing contingency, perhaps, um, and then the board approval contingency or the waiver from the condo board. So very important. Once we have accepted offer, we hit the ground running with the attorneys and get them moving on everything uh, right away. And it's an attorney that that phase of accepted offer to contract signed about five to 10 business days is always our goal is always five business days. But I say five to 10 because it almost especially with managing agents and such. 
Okay, so step nine is once the buyer, once we get through the accepted offer stage and the contract and the buyers sign the contract and the sellers sign the contract, we are in contract exactly. Then we need the board application process and ultimately the interview. And that's where it comes again in a cooperative and then in a condominium, a transfer application. Nevertheless, the paperwork must be done. And that's again another paramount reason to have a solid team this is for the buyer a solid team on your behalf being able to walk you through the application because there are so many buyers who are lost when it comes to creating the application and we have we have a, a, a seamless process to be able to assist them and then ultimately once the application is sent to the managing agent is uh, processed and then gone on to the board it's all about presentation with these these uh, these boards, these board packages. And the only other point that I would make is very similar between the co-op and the condo. So it's yeah. not like buying a condo. I just went through this with a new buyer two days ago. You're going to have very similar requests for information in a condo at resale, not a new development, that's sign the contract close. But in a resale, you still have to go through that application, even though all they have is the right of first refusal. But it's a fun one. That's a fun step. Step 10, you get through the co-op package or condo package, you get the waiver from the condo board, or you have your interview, you get your successful board approval. And the next step is to set up the closing date, which again goes back to we hand the ball back to the attorneys. They're the ones to coordinate the closing. We don't get involved too many cooks in the kitchen because you already have eight people that need to be at the closing table, uh, which thankfully we're back in person for in most cases, which streamlines the process. So yes, a lot of people have to uh, coordinate to get into the same room. You have buyer, you have seller, you have managing agent, you have title company and a condo. You've got the two attorneys. So that's six and then possibly two banks. So you can have up to eight people. Well, the brokers. Yeah. I mean, we show up for, we're there for comic relief and, and kind of just to make sure that try to keep the peace, which sometimes is you know, very needed in our in our world. So once we have board approval, just to quantify timeline, board approval or waiver, usually we can close within about 10, about two weeks, about 10 business days, if everybody's motivated to do so. So the final walkthrough is as the part, right before the apartment's going to close, either the day before or a few hours before the closing, in Manhattan, we do what is called a final walkthrough of the apartment. The walkthrough will be done by the buyer's agent, to, and they'll test appliances to make sure that they're in working order, uh, operable windows, outlets, et cetera, et cetera. But the apartment does trade in as-is condition. So it's important for the broker to be able to navigate any kind of um, any kind of issue that does come through in the final walkthrough. And most times, if there is an issue, then there's a credit issued from the seller to the buyer, uh, traditionally. Um, but that's, that's also another reason to have a knowledge broker to be able to maneuver any kind of challenge that go goes through the final walkthrough. No, the only thing I wanted to add on the final walkthrough is I just tell people, listen, it is as is, as you said, but we're going in to just make sure that the apartment's basically in the condition that you saw it. And listen, normally I would say if we were to think about all the final walkthroughs we've done, very rarely do you run into a real issue, but it does happen. And that's where the brokers step back in, in conjunction with the attorneys to figure out, okay, well, what's the legal, the legal stance on this or case law around this particular item? For instance, 
uh, appliances you mentioned have to be in working condition. But if you have a 20-year-old dishwasher, the exposure on that for the seller is that if it doesn't work, it's not to buy a brand new dishwasher. It's actually the value of the 20-year-old dishwasher. So there's all these points that people need to be educated on and and uh, and understand, which you get to between the real estate agent and the attorney. And last but not least, the final step is the actual closing table. So you go through the walkthrough, the final walkthrough, hopefully no big issues or whatever. Generally speaking, we do walk final walkthroughs the day of the closing. We go right before, so we get like the last, see it last minute before you plunk down your cash. And we move on to the closing date where everybody's convened and uh, and all the paperwork happens, which is still impressive to this day after 20 years of doing this and countless closings. I love watching the attorneys like just shuffle those papers between the managing agent and such. And it's just like, it's of course, now I understand what most of the pieces are, but the way that they, if you have two good transaction attorneys and a good bank attorney, the way that they just just sign the sign here explanation and everything just happens just effortlessly it's 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 impressive to watch but that's really the the end of the line here for the buyer they get their keys and they get their stock and lease certificate they are become the rightful owners of the shares of the co in the co-op or the deed transfers in a, the position of a condominium. Seller congratulates buyer. Buyer thanks the seller. And everybody goes away happy. So listen, thanks for watching, everybody. You are our valued, um, valued uh, I want to say clients, valued listeners. Um, any further questions, please give us a call. We'll be happy to further delve into it, and we'd love to work with you. We gave a very cursory look at everything, but all those ins and outs and the, and the pitfalls and the joys that come out of it, that's what we're here for is to talk about them and set expectations. Great to see you. You as well. Be happy, healthy, safe, and most of all, remain in gratitude. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Thanks for watching or listening to the Real Talk NYC Real Estate Podcast. If you want to find us online or sign up to get our monthly and quarterly market stats, come on over to our website, gestaskaconlinteam.com. Or you can find us on all social media with the handle at Team. If this show was helpful, entertaining, or informative, consider telling friends and family or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss our next episode, and we'll see you next time.